0: I'm Courtney Brooke, and this is Hustle for Happiness podcast. We are all on this journey to find happiness, and let's face it, it takes work. And honestly, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. This podcast is dedicated to helping you navigate life and cut through the noise. As a certified life coach, recovering perfectionist, and survivor of the foster care system, I'm all about keeping things real. With my unique outlook on life that is truly infectious, we cover everything from achieving happiness and optimal self-care to stories of those sharing their wisdom and expertise. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Now let's get started. All right, we are back. We are back with Hustle for Happiness podcast, the podcast where we are all on this journey, like I said in this intro, but we're really all on this journey to find happiness. And the new year is starting and well, it's begun. We're living it. We're already almost through January. And, you know, I hope your momentum is still going. And this isn't going to be your typical podcast talking about goals or what I'm doing now. We're like getting into it. Let's start the growth for this year. And this episode is simple. How to be happy for somebody else. It's a weird concept, but it's a concept that not only starts with you, but it actually affects everyone. And it's a communal effort. When we all come together, we're all happy or, you know, break it down like this. Happiness is contagious. Like as simple as smiling at someone in the grocery store. They smile back and then you continue smiling when you've parted ways. It's that simple as, you know, it goes the opposite way. Someone cuts you off and flips you off. That that makes you upset too, right? So, energy is contagious and if we see happiness as an energy or happiness as being contagious, but then also a community effort we all have a play into each other's happiness and into our own happiness. So I just want to leave you with that little piece. But as we move through this episode, I have two ideas that I want you to think about as we evolve and go through this episode. And a simple concept that helps me, and I've started this concept seven years ago, but really happiness being happy for someone else is really seeing it as their happiness is my happiness. So again, that communal effort, but their happiness is my happiness and my happiness as well is their happiness. So when we focus on the happiness of others, it can lead to a sense of fulfillment and purpose in our own lives. You know, when we're supporting and celebrating the successes of those around us, we create a positive and supportive community that really benefits from everyone. And I I probably sound like a broken record but again, it benefits everyone that concept of their happiness and my happiness. When we love someone, we love everything about them good, bad, but we also want to love their happiness. So you're like, oh, Corny, what do you mean by that? Like, when my boyfriend cheats on me, should I be happy about that? Yeah. At the end of the day, we all want to be happy and we all want to be happy for others. And it's a weird concept. Why? How can someone be happy for someone else cheating on them? Well, if you just keep it simple and very simple and not go down a rabbit hole of what society says about cheating or what society says in order for you to be happy, you have to have X, Y, and Z, let's scratch that. So, I'm going to ask you to come into this episode like you would, say, you're watching Titanic for the first time and you really submerse yourself into this episode like you would a movie, say, the Titanic. Jack and Rose are saying goodbye. Half of us cried in that movie, or we really felt the romance between. Jack and Rose. We all knew this was a made up set and we all knew that the story was made up. But if we, when we submerse ourselves in the movies, we feel. So for 20 minutes of your time today, I ask you to come into this episode like you would a movie. Like just hear and see where this episode might go. Challenge yourself to have an open mind, but to feel the episode without judgment or how can I do this, or apply this to my life, or really, yeah, jump to conclusions. So when I say the idea is their happiness is my happiness, and how can I explore that simple thought with a pretty intense thought of cheating, hear me out. Bring yourself into the the how to be happy for someone else episode, this episode, like you were a movie, and just hear me out. If that person cheated on you, or you saw your friend, that person was defining their happiness. That was what was making them happy, was doing that act of cheating. Now, you don't have to agree with it because then you start finding your own happiness. Well, what do I need in this moment if they cheated on me? right? Versus attacking or seeing it as a victim. But when we are happy for someone else, that's our happiness as well. You know, I got this instantly reminds me of, you know, my personal trainer fired me two years ago. It was Thanksgiving time. It was right after I did 75 hard and I was at my limits. It was the first time I did 75 hard and put myself through a really intensive challenge. And for me, I hated the fact that my trainer let me go. Like I was like, oh, my gosh. How could she have done this to me? Like, I was a client. Like, she should have told me I was being difficult. You know, I went down this rabbit hole of displacing the blame on her. But then I flipped the script and I said, wow, that takes a lot of courage to let me go because she was putting her happiness first. She was seeking her own journey. And so by her letting me go made me happier. I got clearer with myself because actually, deep down after I did some reflection work on this and journaling and working with my own life coach, I realized that I actually enjoyed. Her happiness. I was happy for her letting me go. And it's a weird concept because we go straight into, oh my gosh, poor me, victim, why'd they do this to me? Something's wrong with them. I can't believe, like, you know how it goes. We just have these conversations in our head and we just go down rabbit holes and justify why they did it. But if we just kept it very simple, someone cutting you off, kept it equal from cheating. To your trainer firing me like it was me, or someone cutting you off. Okay. But the thought is, okay, their happiness is my happiness. All right. Like, think about how less exhausting that is. Think about how less draining and energetically you're getting sucked when you take that victim card or you fire off and get pissed, right? The emotion and the energy when you say, okay, their happiness is my happiness. It's a lot loving to not only them, but to yourself. Again, we're on this constant journey of finding happiness. And just hear me out. You could be like, Courtney, you are so right field. Well, come join me in the right field for a little bit. Just come hang out with me, bring a long chair. We have 15 more minutes left of this podcast, but just see it as, you know, okay their happiness and my happiness, their happiness is my happiness. And so I'm going to take not a higher route, but a different approach, a kinder approach, a more loving approach and be like, rather than me getting upset, I'm just going to show love. You know, I am going to be fulfilled with my own happiness because I'm happy for them. I know it's a weird con- a weird concept. But on the other hand, if we're only focused on our own happiness and success, it can lead to a sense of isolation and competition with others. You know, like this can ultimately be unfulfilling and unsatisfied, which is Briefly touched on it earlier, but when we do take that energy of being upset and playing victim, we are isolating ourselves. We are closing off. We are getting upset. We are being mad. We are taking it on. I know as simple as, you know, let's veer from the cheating example, but let's go simple so we can start applying this concept of their happiness is my happiness, we are bringing them into our world. It's more loving. We're not shutting ourselves off or going down the rabbit hole or creating stories to justify why you can be upset. How about we skip that part and now skip to the loving part of, you know, how can I see this as an opportunity for to be happy for them? How can I be happy for them in that moment? So taking yourself out of isolation, taking yourself out of the victim mentality, and showing love and kindness. You know, I just instantly think about my stomach getting, like, lighter. You know, at first it takes practice. It's not like I'm going to say, go step out your front door today and be happy for everyone that does something that feels uncomfortable or triggers you or... I'm not asking for that. What I'm asking as you sit in the right field or as you sit in this movie theater with me today is just practice it. Just the simple art of practicing and noticing and bringing that simple thought of how can their happiness be my happiness? Their happiness is my happiness. Just like I got let go with my trainer, I saw first the ugly side, the side that sucked the energy, made me mad, made me dwell, made me come up with so many reasons as to why it's not my fault. But then I said, their happiness is my happiness. She needed to do that for herself. And she showed up with courage. She did that in order to love herself. And so my trainer letting me go taught me, wow, wow, she is happy. And so I'm happy too. It's a weird concept. And so, the second concept I want to bring into this podcast is seeing the world and people's wins as abundance. I'm going to say that again seeing the world and people's wins as abundance. You know, when we see the world as a place of abundance, That means we're recognizing that there is enough success and happiness and resources to go around for everyone. Instead of feeling threatened by the success of others, we can celebrate them and use them as inspiration for our own growth. Like, what does that mean? All right, so your friend gets a new car, or your friend is in the best relationship of her life, or your cousin has the perfect family with three kids, of course, one boy and two girls. Of course, he's the oldest. Like, it can go on and on, right? Or the girl on Instagram has the perfect morning routine, and I don't have that. I'm going to break this down. Again, seeing people's wins as abundance. There is enough to go around for you. There is energy. If we see happiness as energy, and we build upon the first one as their happiness is my happiness, we celebrate the success of those around us, but then we go into this next concept of, you know, when someone else wins, I know my win is coming. A simple example that comes to mind straight off bad is money. When we see someone getting the bigger house, moving into a new home, buying that new car. We're like, oh my gosh, when is it my turn? Or even as simple as a successful relationship. Oh, my friend is pregnant. Oh, I'm I'm not going to get pregnant. Why not me? Right. But when we turn and flip the script of I'm coming into abundance, you know, I'm celebrating their wins knowing I know my wins are coming too. Everything is flowing for me. I live in abundance. When we get jealous or upset or reactionary or even in a victim mindset, we pull back, we retract, we are living in this scarcity mindset, meaning that there's not enough, right? But when we flip it and say, you know, the, I see the people's wins as abundance, there is enough to go around, meaning that the family you've been desiring is on their way for you. And that just because it's happening for your cousin or your sister or your bestie, it's happening right now, doesn't mean it's not happening for you, right? So we get into that mindset of, oh, well, why isn't it happening to me? That, let me stop you right there is a scarcity mindset. And we can flip that though. So it's not like you're doomed for failure. We just flip the script and we change the way we think. We change how we've processed things and seeing the world as an abundant place for all of us. You know, just because your friend gets the increase in their pay or a bonus doesn't mean it's not happening for you but it is happening for you and it will. And you know, it's on its way, right? Whether it's the house, the dream relationship, the dream nightly ritual, right? Or the skincare. Like for me, I see these girls with flawless skin on Instagram. I know that Instagram has its way of making things seem perfect. And I got to tell myself that. But then when I see my skin and I look at myself in the morning, I go, I'm on my way to get my clear skin because it's a priority to me to live in that mindset because I could go down this toxic rabbit hole. Which one do you choose? Choose your heart. Choose to be happy or choose to be in pain and suffering. They're both hard. You know, constantly choosing that happiness and showing up and knowing I got to keep choosing happiness or choosing myself or choosing abundance or choosing not to live in scarcity. These are all choices that are hard, that are conscientious for a lot of us every day. But choose your heart, right? Choosing to be happy for someone, right? It's a weird concept, but it eliminates so much extra emotional baggage that a lot of us carry. You know, I mentioned getting cut off or getting cheated on, those are equals. How can I see this as an opportunity to be happy for them? Their choices might hurt you, they might cause you to get in a car accident, but if we choose this higher route, ra- now I don't wish anybody gets in a car accident, by the way, like I just, I wanna preface that. But, you know, life happens, there are consequences. Yes, you can be hurt when someone cheats on you, but we come back to the simple idea of I live in abundance, My human, my person is coming for me. Their happiness is my happiness. They needed that relationship or they needed to cheat on you. Like, if we see it as a choice to choose to think that way and to really believe it, though, you know, not practice what you preach. Like, you can preach all you want, but do you really believe it? Or let's update that phrase practice what you believe. So let's update your belief systems if you're not believing that way yet. I hope that kind of makes sense. But let's go back to that second point of seeing people's wins as abundance. You know, this this mindset can really help combat feelings of scarcity and lack. You know, social media has a great way of creating a lot of lack in our lives and a lot of comparison and a lot of jealousy. Let's just go with that. You know, when we focus on abundance, though, we are more likely to approach challenges with a sense of optimism, creativity, and knowing that there's always a solution, or there's always enough for me, or I know my time is coming, right? The abundance, it's a flow, it's an energy, it's a constant. When we let go of scarcity and lack, which is like I think of when I think of those words scarcity and lack, I think of a dry desert with one drop of water left and we're all fighting for it. That to me is energy sucking. That like takes a lot out of you. But if I think of living in this abundant mindset, I think of the opposite, a tropical oasis where we're all hanging out at the waterhole and we all know that there's enough for all of us and there's a fresh ecosystem and everyone is happy for everyone. The zebra hangs out with the cheetah, the cheetah hangs out with a toucan sitting on his head. Like picture this with me, like scarcity and lack of mindset is a dry desert. Think about that energetically and think about that emotionally, how much weight that carries living in a scarcity mindset. Like, oh my gosh, there's not enough for me. Of course you're going to dwell. Of course you might run depressed. Of course you might compare yourself and be jealous and pissed and angry. Or you can sit at the tropical watering hole and know that I know that there's enough. And so if anything that kind of offsets you with someone else, and you go back to the phrase, I live in abundance, and their happiness is my happiness, you're going to be hanging out at that waterhole a lot lighter energetically in your stomach, like lighter. Like just sit with me with that for a second. Sit with me at this jungle oasis and know like their happiness is is my happiness and I live in abundance. So you're unbothered. It's hard to get there, but it's not impossible. So I want you to just bring that into your week of knowing that I live in abundance. I am happy because they are happy and I love them. It is a constant flow. And when you take that scarcity mindset or living with lack and start living with resentment and being pissed and, you know, I actually encourage you to go inward and look at yourself. It's a weird, kind of a weird concept, but I'm not going to call it weird. I'm here for it. It's a new year. Let's try new things together. Let's ride this wave of abundant energy and not live conformed to the way you think you should conform. I took an extreme example of cheating because I want to talk to you about it. that's a serious conversation. I'll go down that rabbit hole another time about just what I believe cheating really means. But if you take such a serious concept that society deems as pretty hard, like marriages have ended. But if we see it as their happiness and my happiness, what did that person need at that moment? How can I support them? Why wasn't I there? There's so many questions we can ask to seek to understand, but it's also a lot kind of for ourselves when we are just, you know, see it simply, you know, maybe cheating is an extreme topic for some of you, but if you have a friend getting a promotion or seeing someone succeed, their happiness is my happiness and I live in abundance knowing that my turn is coming goodness is coming for me. So I put together eight tips just to start today to bring into your daily lives on how to be happy for someone else. You know, I gave you those two concepts of their happiness and my is my happiness and people's wins are my abundant is my abundance. And I see that as abundance. But let's now just quickly go through some eight tips and then I'll send you on your mic. (laughs) So active listening has truly helped me. That's number one. You know, when a friend is sharing good news, put away your distractions, come back to that present moment and truly listen, like engage in the present moment with your friend, sharing good news, for instance. We often compare ourselves at that moment when we hear someone doing better than us Oh, that means I'm not doing good or is it my turn? Or should I be? Like get out of your head and back into back into the active listening role. Come back to the moment and be there for your friend and show up show up for that family member or, you know, good news doesn't mean you won't be having good news. So come back to the abundance pieces. I am living in abundance and I am going to be happy for my friend. I'm going to be actively listening and not comparing. Come back to those two key points that I talked about in the beginning and then apply these eight tips with those in mind. So the next one is expressing your happiness. You know, when you see someone you care about being happy, don't hesitate to vocalize your feelings and it's simple as I'm happy for you. Your joy brings me joy. You know, it can make a significant impact because when you talk about them and you celebrate them and you express your happiness, again, it's contagious. Its energy it flows and it goes to that next person. It's truly amazing when you are expressing your happiness how much it not only inside fills you with joy, but the other person and someone else might hear it. It's all connected. Next one is cultivating gratitude. You know, take a moment each day and just really reflect on the positive aspects of your relationships. How many of you have done that? Like really thought about the relationships you have in your life that have really made an impact. Maybe it's a mentor from college or, you know, your kindergarten teacher. Write them a letter, acknowledge the gratitude or just think for a moment in your head, The relationships you've had. But the gratitude piece behind it, cultivating gratitude really helps shift the focus from what's lacking to appreciating the joy others bring into your life, right? So if you find yourself, oh, I'm just lacking that abundance and living in this scarcity mindset of I don't have enough, this one's for you. Gratitude practice is huge. You know, James and I's favorite thing is, you know, when we think of someone, like I'll be driving, I'm like, oh, I wonder what Jenna's doing this, like, I wonder how she's been. I wonder how Rachel's been. You know, I then I'll text or call in that moment saying, hey, I'm thinking of you, sending you love. It's a simple practice of gratitude, but then taking it a step farther is what James and I do is when we think of someone, we actually follow through and tell them. So that goes back to that last point of expressing your happiness. So not only are you practicing gratitude, but you're taking it to the next part and saying, hey, I'm thinking of you, sending you love. You're on my mind. It's, it's simple things. Again, I'm not asking you to overhaul your life. These are tips for daily life. Like you could start today or maybe just one next one is celebrating uniqueness, you know, embracing the diversity of achievements and experiences, understanding that everyone's path is different and success is also unique. It doesn't look the same for everyone. So not only are we all different, but success is different to a lot of different people. And when we celebrate this individuality, it actually adds more richness to our life and to our relationships. So when we're embracing the differences we have or knowing, oh, so-and-so got a promotion, I didn't, know that your success actually might be different. Promotion might never ever be there, but it might be you're blessed with a baby or blessed with a bonus or blessed in a different way. Success doesn't look the same for everyone and neither does neither is our uniqueness. We're all different. So why would our success be the same if our uniqueness is different? Again, success is uniqueness. You know, it's all different. So celebrating that, knowing that, you know, when your friend is talking about something really great or you hear someone on Instagram and growing their following or getting a brand deal, whatever that might look like, or, you know, your sister is doing better, be happy. But also know that you're uniqueness is unique to you, to you. Next one is number number five. So we have eight is encouraging self-celebration. So celebrating the uniqueness of people, but also your own success, but then encouraging friends and family to celebrate their own achievements, reminding them that their happiness matters and it's okay to revel, revel in their personal successes. Sorry, I there because this is my favorite one. Self-celebration. We can be happy for others. We can. This is my favorite one because it's really interesting. It's easy for someone to be there for you in a difficult time. But when you're happy, notice how hard it is. Or when you find it's actually hard to be happy for someone else. Like When we know that someone else is doing not so good, we actually feel better and the ego comes in. A lot of people's egos including mine. I mean, I know mine, I find myself, oh my gosh, they're not doing well, but I am. Okay. So I must be in a good spot. Watch how you compare even when someone is not doing well. But I want to bring in the self-celebration of when we are doing well, because it is uncomfortable to share because you don't want to, you don't want to sound like you're boasting. You don't want to sound like you're bragging, but I'm going to ask you to humble brag. You can humble brag and celebrate. And I encourage you to encourage your friends and family to humble brag. Ask them, I want you to humble brag right now about your success. We need to bring that into 2024 for sure. Celebrating our self-celebrations. Again, happiness is a community thing. We all are in abundance. We all can celebrate each other's wins. That doesn't mean less is coming for us or it will never happen. These are all building blocks, super big. Number six is releasing expectations. This one is huge. You know, when we let go of preconceived expectations about how others should behave or what they should achieve, you know, allowing people to be themselves really opens the door for honestly, like genuine happiness for their unique journey. Like that's what we all want is everyone has their own journey. And when we release the expectations of, oh, you need to graduate high school and then go straight into college, for instance, that was the expectation I didn't necessarily have. But a lot of kids in my high school had that. They had that pressure of, going straight into college. That doesn't. So what I'm saying is expectations, you know, how you learn something might not be how someone else learned. And maybe the expectations you currently have are your parents' expectations. And maybe we need to release some of those. Message me for coaching, <laughs> um, but maybe we need to release some of those of those expectations that you have because you developed them from someone else. Point is, let go of the expectations, and rather than judge or feel like they need to do something certain, just be there and support and allow them to find their happiness. You know, it takes a collaborative effort to be happy. You know, it's connected. It's all so connected. And expectations look different. I just, expectations are assuming that the person you are talking to or the person sharing with you has gone through the exact same life at the exact same time at the exact same moment with the same experiences from the same past. That's that's not real. Let go of those expectations. Just try. How do you let go of expectations? Just be no judgment. (laughs) That's a really abridged version. Like, Let it go. Let go of those expectations. My favorite quote is, expectations are the root of all heartache, right? Let them go. Say bye. Leave those in 2023 as well. And then number seven is, fostering a supportive environment you know creating an atmosphere where sharing good news is met with enthusiasm this encourages open communication and really reinforces the idea that there's always room for collective happiness when when you get in a room think of like brainstorming right like you're collaborating you're vibing you're sharing no judgment everyone is just sharing ideas and hope that's like it's just an energy that flows again a supportive environment is huge. A lot of people don't have that. And sharing and talking about ourselves can be hard at times. Not a lot of people, including myself, have had have the environment to share the good things happening in our life because we were made to feel bad about it. Because those people that made us feel bad are lacking abundance. They live in a scarcity mindset. So just know that if you can't share in an environment, let's work on that. Let's work on our environment where we can share, even if it's with your dog maybe it's the wall, do it in the shower, but take those humble brags and start sharing. You know, maybe you have that one friend that you feel comfortable. That's amazing. Again, we don't need to go have 50 people to like preach our things to. I mean, if you do, amazing. But notice that if you don't have that environment where you can share, let's work on that. This is big. It takes a community and you being happy for someone else is their happiness. So if you are feeling reluctant to share, also go to the first two points. If I don't share, that means I'm seeing them in a way that's not kind, but they live in a scarcity mindset. Or I'm not sharing because I'm living in a scarcity mindset. But if I shared, I'm living abundantly. And if I share, their happiness is my happiness. So I'm going to share because I know they're going to be happy for me. I'm going to share because they're going to be happy for me. How to repeat that? Big. And the last one is just personal happiness. You know, we talk about sharing, creating environments, celebrating other people's happiness, but let's come back to us too is personal happiness. You know, ultimately by caring about others' happiness, you also find a sense of happiness and fulfillment in your own life. It's about creating a happier world for everyone, including yourself, right? The personal happiness is a piece of being happy for someone else. When we are happy internally, when we live in abundance, when we see people's happiness as our happiness, our personal happiness also increases. And all of these tips that I shared, they're going to be on the blog, on the website, so you guys can go back and access them. I want these to be available to you. You know, this concept of not being happy for someone let's work on it. Let's, let's evolve that thought. You know, what am I doing? What can I do in my daily life? And that's why I created this podcast. I think this podcast is one that we can all start today, practicing and being happy for others. And honestly, it's kinder to ourselves. You're not carrying around this energy of, oh my God, I don't have enough. But when we live in the seeing happy and being happy for other people and seeing it as our happiness, gosh, our cortisol levels are going to go down. Our stress, the way we sleep, the way we listen, the way we show up for our friends and family and coworkers and any relationship to be that. Even the stranger you open the door with or open the door for, smile at him. That's happiness. It's contagious. You know, in simple terms, really, in really simple terms, it's about being happy when others are happy, caring for those around you and creating a positive and joyful environment. And that joyful environment is not only external, but the joyful environment inside of our bodies, our hearts, our health, our immune system, our cortisol, our our skin, right? All of the things. So in closing, I just want to remind you that their happiness is your happiness. See the world's wins as abundance. And let this mindset be your guide for the week. Carry the joy of others with you. And may your life be filled or even your day, your week, be shared with abundance and happiness. Until next time. Thanks, guys. I hope today's episode left you better than when I found you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and tune in every Monday to kickstart your week and set your weekly intentions with me. You can find me and HFH on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, or online at heycourtneybrook.com. I firmly believe in the power of sharing. If you know someone else who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And remember, when you work on you, I get to be there.